Welcome back to Creep Time with Silas Dean. Today, we are gonna get into the mysterious case of Missy Beavers. Infamously chilling case of this local fitness instructor who was attacked inside a church. And the eeriest part, almost all of this was captured on camera. We just don't really know who would have it out for this woman and why. But before we get into any of this, I do have some exciting news to share with everybody. You may have heard this in one of my previous videos, but Creep Time the podcast is available now. This is for all of the diehard creepers who requested it. I am so happy to do this. We have full distribution pretty much everywhere that you can listen to a podcast, and we're doing these really long deep dives, like an hour, an hour and a half. So if you want longer content, please, please go listen to that. I don't know what you guys do when you listen to podcasts. I like, I walk and work out when I listen to podcasts. I also cook um, and obviously like commutes and like long drives and things like that. But a lot of you have said that you fall asleep to my podcasts, it's concerning. But I kind of understand that too from like an ASMR perspective because I love and listen to ASMR like every night. So maybe if that's how you hear it, but anyway, go give it a listen. I would really, really appreciate it. If you want to listen to Creep Time, the podcast, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. And of course, if you could give a like, subscribe, if you could turn on notifications so you never miss a Creep Time video, that is a great way that you can help engage and really, really support the channel. Also, you can talk to me down in the comments too, specifically about theories around this case or questions about this case, but you can also leave suggestions for future cases, cases that you want to hear on the podcast. You don't even know. I, I look forward to reading those like almost every single day, so I really do read through your comments. And of course, if you want to support me, your host Silas Dean, Beyond Creep Time on YouTube, you can always follow me on socials and help support that way with the links down below. Okay, I think that's everything. Let's dive into this case. So who exactly do we know Missy Beavers to be? Missy, whose real name was actually Terry, was a 45-year-old woman who was originally from Graham, Texas. She would eventually meet her husband in this area and then move a little closer to Midlothian, Texas. Midlothian being the town where she would eventually meet her untimely fate. So Missy actually got her bachelor's, but eventually went back to school so she could get a teaching certificate so she could teach students with special needs. Later in life, she eventually married her husband, Brandon Beavers, and they would move to Red Oak, Texas, which was only about 20 some odd minutes from Midlothian, from the church where Missy was found. From all accounts, she was just a really kind of wonderful person and a very normal mom. You know, she was a mother to three children, she had her husband, and she found out a little later in life that she had this passion for fitness. She actually went on to become a full-time fitness instructor where she would teach gladiator boot camp classes at this particular church. These are classes that I would kind of liken to something like a CrossFit, right? You know, they're pretty intense classes from everything I found in my research, and I think that's interesting because once we find out a little bit more about her attacker, it's kind of strange to me considering how strong and agile Missy probably was that this person was able to take her down. Okay, so what exactly happened? On the morning of April 18th, 2016, Missy wakes up around 3.30 in the morning, extremely early, to teach this 5 a.m. fitness class at the Creekside Church of Christ. She arrives at the church in Midlothian, Texas, sometime around 4.20 in the morning to get everything set up, and she's completely alone. By 5 a.m., all of the students who had signed up for this fitness class start piling into the church, where they find Missy on the floor, unconscious, in one of these studios, with what police described as puncture marks all over her head and chest. We would later learn that these were most likely the wounds of a hammer. The scene becomes really chaotic and you know, distressing. People are jumping in, they're on the phone with 911. And by the time police arrive, she's almost immediately pronounced gone. 
But the question is, who would do something so violently horrific and why? So with police there, the sort of initial investigation of the surrounding scene for Missy makes one of the first major breaks in this case. The Creekside Church of Christ is one of these odd churches that has cameras installed covering the hallways as well as the studio where Missy was attacked. That is pretty unusual. There are not many cases like this where almost the entire event, even from before when Missy arrived, is caught on film. This is the footage that they uncovered. So sometime maybe around 3.40 to 3.50 in the morning, an unknown person came to the church and somehow broke through the window of a door to unlock it and let themselves inside. I think we'd assume that they probably came in with the intention to harm Missy, but it's really not known. You know, we, we have no way of knowing if this was intentional or if this was just wrong place, wrong time. The person can be seen on camera kind of nervously pacing the halls. You know, they're, they're kind of fidgety and kind of wandering around, looking through things, touching things on the wall. And it seems like they're kind of familiar with the space, but it also seems like they're unsure of whether or not Missy is actually in the building. Now, what's immediately alarming about this footage is that you can see the person is in head to toe SWAT gear. And it's strange because this video has been analyzed by quite a few investigators, by people who work in law enforcement, and the overall consensus is that this is not legit gear. This is most likely a costume, and you can kind of tell by the hood and the helmet that they're wearing. But upon further analysis of the video, there appears to be another key detail to the suspect. It appears to be a pretty heavy set person, but it's also not clear as to whether or not that's actually their body, or maybe that's just the gear giving a false impression, but they're also fairly short. They're only estimated to be between somewhere around 5'2 to 5'7, and they walk with a gait. You can see how they sort of uh, swing their leg when they're walking, right? Almost as if they're indicating like they have an injury to the knee, to the hip, maybe a, a surgery, something along those lines that's kind of making a, a funny walk. All of these little details would actually end up complicating a lot of this investigation because it's so highly specific that, you know, you're really looking for a very, very specific person here, someone who fits this physicality. And investigators were perplexed that a person of this stature who was considerably shorter and maybe heavier and possibly injured felt agile, strong, and ready enough to take on someone like Missy, to take on a fitness instructor. So after Missy actually arrives around 4.20 in the morning to get everything set up, the fateful attack actually happens on camera inside the studio. And it's believed, although it's never been publicly stated, that this occurred with the weapon that was seen in hand in the surveillance footage. And again, that footage from inside the studio of Missy's attack has never been publicly released, but what we do know from police is that when this person attacked her, they filmed it themselves using their cell phone. That does not feel randomized to me. You know, this doesn't feel like wrong place, wrong time. So much of this feels intentional, deliberate. There was somebody who was after this woman, Missy, and I don't understand why. And sadly, there's no additional footage from inside the church because after they attacked her, they immediately fled the scene and well before anyone arrived at 5 a.m. The case was shocking and would actually go on to make national news as a lot of people were invested in this story and in the hunt to find who did this to Missy Beavers, who went after this woman. But just about a week following the incident, some additional footage would come out of a surveillance camera from a sporting goods store and police would latch onto it. Now, it's never been proven. However, 
there is a lot of reason to believe that this footage that captured this light sedan that kind of enters the parking lot to the sporting goods store right around midnight of the morning that Missy was confronted is somehow connected to the attack at the church. This could be the same person just hours before they confronted Missy, just entering this parking lot, just kind of waiting. And the video is kind of immediately strange because if you see on camera, this person enters the parking lot, right? And they have their headlights off, they're kind of, you know, hanging in the shadows and trying to remain inconspicuous. But then they kind of dabble in some indecisive behavior because they shift completely and turn their headlights on and deliberately park under one of the lamps of the parking lot. It's like they couldn't make up their mind or maybe they wanted to be seen or throw something off on the trail. I have no idea what's going on here. And the footage is way too grainy to make out any sort of uh, discernible details to the car, who might be driving the car, except for one really, really quick moment. As this person goes to exit the parking lot, they turn to the camera and you catch a very, very quick glimpse into the driver's side window where you can barely make out what you're seeing, but what investigators have claimed that this is, is a person who is sitting in the driver's seat who has the seat almost all the way back, if not the entire way back, probably indicating that they're a very tall person because they need the extra legroom. That's really interesting because up until this point, we've only known the attacker to be somewhere between 5'2 to 5'7. So why are we seeing evidence here that shows this is a very, very tall person? It's just a really odd detail to explain. You know, was there a second person involved or was this the same person? And they're sort of deliberately trying to throw off the trail of anybody who would review this footage later by throwing their seat all the way back. We have no idea. But this was all the evidence we had access to. So who do the police actually go after? Well, initially, you look to the spouse first. You know, you always go after the spouse to see if there's something there, some kind of connection or motive. So Brandon is brought in for questioning and investigation. Now, Brandon actually had a pretty credible alibi. He was actually out of state on an annual fishing trip. I believe he was in Missouri or Mississippi, um, but this was corroborated by his friends and his brother who were with him on the trip. So he wasn't even in the state when this all happened. Then some additional footage surfaces of Brandon's father. What people are kind of latching onto is that physically, he really seems to fit the description of what we're seeing on camera of Missy's attacker. And not only that, but he has this very distinct walk that is also extremely similar to this person. Even down to the bad leg too. You can see it swinging on camera. You can see it as he's walking through this door. It's very, very compelling. And what's even more bizarre is that just four days after the incident, Brandon's father is reported by a dry cleaning service as he comes in with several garments that are kind of covered in blood and they think something suspicious is going on. So he falls under suspicion as well, but he also claims to have an alibi and say that he was out of state and he was way off in California at the time. And he also claimed that the blood-stained garments were actually from a dog fight that he broke up involving a family chihuahua. Shockingly, despite this uncanny resemblance to the figure seen on camera, it all checks out. It's corroborated by phone records, by security camera footage in an airport, and the blood is even tested. All of this story is true. He was out of state. That was dog's blood. So he falls out of suspicion. And now we're left with nothing. It's around this time that the investigation widens the pool of suspects and they shift from looking at men who could be involved to maybe looking at women. On several of the reports that were petitioning to get warrants, they had actually listed to a judge that they believed 
the suspect was most likely a woman and they had cited a highly feminine walk in that this person was considerably shorter and seemed to fit the stature and the body type of a woman. A woman who maybe even knew Missy, maybe even someone who had taken her classes. But why would they do it? That we just don't no, the motive here is really elusive. There were at the time, and still are, a lot of rumors that kind of circulated around this area that things weren't going very well in terms of Missy and Brandon and their marriage, so there were rumors of affairs going on behind the scenes, which gave way to this whole new realm of theories that maybe there could have been an affair that led to this attack. Maybe it was a jealous boyfriend, or it was a jealous wife or girlfriend. There could have been a number of things. But truth be told, all of the leads on these rumors really came up pretty short. They were never able to tie it to anybody. They definitely had motive there, but they just couldn't make sense of any evidence that was creating a through line here that could support that somebody would do something so brutal to Missy. It just never made any sense. Why would a woman who was so kind of seemingly selfless and universally loved in this community meet such a horrific fate. And whoever was really beneath that costume, their identity has never been determined. And their motive is really not clear. For those who reviewed the case, a lot of it seems senseless to the point that it was just horrific for the sake of being horrific. And the question we're all kind of sitting with is why? I don't think anything about this case feels random. I think all of it seems intentional and What's shocking to me is that even with all of this footage, I mean, almost every step of this is captured, we're still no closer to figuring out who was behind the case of Missy Beavers. Is there something going on behind the scenes that we don't know? To this day, the case of Missy Beavers continues to circulate through the media, through news stories, and through online discussion forums, but her story remains unsolved. All right, that is all for now. Make sure that you leave me a comment below and talk to me a little bit about this case and what your thoughts are on Missy Beavers. I'm very blown away by this case because I think my instinct is that it really, really has to be someone who's kind of in that inner circle, if you know what I mean. This was somebody who knew her, somebody who knew her kind of intimately and knew her schedule. They knew she was an early riser. They knew that if they wanted to do this, they would have to be there well before she was gonna get there and arrive at like 3.40, 3.50, you know? Like that takes a lot of plotting to learn somebody's habits like that. And also just to film themselves on their own phone while doing this is so chilling to me. Very very unsettling and you know please do talk to me a little bit about this in the comments because i want to hear what your thoughts are i want to hear the theories and it's kind of shocking because it's not that long ago that this happened right i mean 2016 is like we should be well beyond the point where we are sophisticated enough with dna with forensics and all of this camera footage that we can't crack a case like this that's odd. And as always, if you have suggestions for different cases or stories or pictures that you want me to cover, just leave a comment below. I always check those out and I will catch you on another Creep Time.